Welcome into the In the Money podcast for Saturday, April 9th at Keeneland. Tom Leach along with Jim Goodman, Keeneland's Director of Wagering Development. We have four stakes races on the card. A grade three Kentucky Derby prep, a grade one on the turf. Um, really a nice, challenging card for the players. And Jim, for your uh, contest players, the grade one gamble that uh, is on this day this year. So that's going to be a fun challenge for the folks that are participating in that. We're going to take a look for this podcast on the All Stakes Pick 4, which starts in the seventh race. But we should note that starts a pick five, a late pick five there. And then there's a a late pick four that starts on the eighth. But we're going to talk about the All Stakes Pick 4, which starts in the seventh with the Ben Ally at a mile and an eighth, grade three, four-year-olds and up. And got an even money favorite on the morning line in night ops there. What do you think? Well, I, I started a single night ops here um, in a five-horse field, uh, you know, which is a disappointment for us on Ben Ally, but it, it, sometimes it comes up short. It's hard, hard to get a lot of older horses in here at this distance and at this level. So I did not single night ops, although he is the obvious choice here off his last two races at Oakland and his back class. Um, I also included. Silver Dust, the five horse for Brett Calhoun. Horse has not raced well this year. Only only had 81 buyer in his only time out. Came out of the Breeders' Cup Dirt Mile last year at Keeneland. Didn't run a step uh, there and, and was really a shocking no-show there, even though he was moving way up in class. At grade two level back last year and in 2019, uh, he's right there every time. I mean, very consistent. And I, I got to believe that Calhoun... Got him ready off this. Tried him on the turf last time out. That that didn't work. So he's back to his probably his best distance, his best surface. So I'm going to use Silver Dust as well. And I'm also going to throw in uh, Bo Luminary uh, for Brissette. I, I, it's a huge jump up in class here for this horse. I'm not going to let Louis Saez beat me again. He's beat me already three or four times this meet. So uh, Louis Saez is uh, is riding as well as anybody in the country right now. So. I'm going to put Saez in there as well, but Night Ops and Silver Dust, I think, are the top two choices. Well, it's funny. I ended up taking a shot with the two Treasure Trove, uh, <laughs> admittedly trying to beat the favorite, who looks awfully good in here for Brad Cox. But Treasure Trove is making his fifth start for Mike Maker, and Maker has tried this horse uh, at different distances, different surfaces. Uh, horse has got 11 top two finishes out of 23 starts, so he's been pretty consistent. And I'm thinking maybe Maker has found what he thinks is the right kind of race for this horse. Uh, and a horse with that kind of consistency, kind of again, kind of try to beat the favorite. I'm going to take a shot with Trevor, Treasure Trove and only going to use two when we get to the pick four. So I'm just basically trying to beat the favorite in here. What you say about Silver Dust is interesting because on back class – you know, he figures. So, and turf to dirt is a 20% angle for Calhoun. So maybe he's just trying that move to, to wake his horse up. And uh, if he wakes up, he's he's a player. But treasure trove overnight ops is where I'm going. The eighth race is the Giants Causeway. Phillies and Mayors sprinting on the turf. And these are always challenging races. I ended up on Jakarta on the outside, the 10 hole. Off the 93 last time, get Saez. Eight lifetime wins for this horse. So I just thought there was a lot to like there. Um, you know, couldn't find anything too crazy as far as a price in here. Into Mystic uh, is going to, I think, get a really good trip behind a lot of speed in this race. And um, not sure the rail's the best post position for this type of race, but um, 
if they could work out a trip, Intimistic could could be right there. Lez has been very consistent. She's one of the the speed horses in here. I'm just thinking there might be a, a little too much speed for her. And then I'm going to throw in the seven Karak uh, for Wesley Ward, just because Wesley's barn's been hot. The horse looks a little light on numbers, but I'm not going to let Wesley Ward beat me either. So Jakarta on the top side for me. How about you? Pick the same horse. I, I thought that last race, the Honey Fox at Gulfstream, is a key race because uh, this mare finished fourth but only got beat a half length in a blanket finish. Scott Stormy got up literally by a nose, beat Zofel, who's another classy mare. So those top two uh, in that race were amazing, and this horse almost beat him. So if Jakarta repeats that, I think she's right there. Now, it was a mile race, but she got a little short. She had, she had the lead at the five-and-a-half furlong mark, obviously, and she was she was wire-to-wire to there. So a lot of speed outside post, I think, Luis Saez will get her out and, and get her over. Uh, not much speed to the inside. I think Uberacuda is just uh, shouldn't even be in the race. Uh, she's she's not she doesn't fit at all. So I don't think Chicago's have a problem with the outside post. And um, you know Saez are riding great. I'm also going to use Into Mystic. Uh, Ortiz is a big plus there taking the mount back in uh, uh, 20, not 2020. The uh, Buffalo Trace. She almost won that. Only, only got beat a nose to got storming. So she compares well to Jakarta uh, against one of the best mayors in the country. And then I'm also going to use LZ for Chris Hartman um, my, uh, for a price. I don't think she can go wire to wire with this bunch. But she has beaten into Mystic a couple times. So those two are right together. But Jakarta, I think, is going to get to the lead and, and uh, pro- possibly take them wire to wire from the 10 hole. Let's go to the grade three Stone Street Lexington Stakes at a mile on the 16th for three-year-olds. And with Greatest Honor and uh, Revels Romance defecting from the Derby, um, I think there's a chance a horse could race himself into the Derby top 20. Proxy may already be there. I haven't checked the list lately. But uh, these others could run themselves into a Derby starting spot with a win here. So uh, Proxy looks like the deserving heavy favorite in this spot. But can you beat him? I think you can, but I really think he's he's going to be tough, very tough to beat here. Uh, uh, and I think he's on the borderline. Now, with those other two defections, he may have moved up into the top 20. Uh, but just 20 points would, would certainly put him over the top. He's been right there with Hot Rod Charlie, Mandaloon, and Midnight Bourbon, the three best horses that raced in, in fairgrounds. He wasn't able to beat them. Uh, but he's taken a couple of steps forward. The Risen Star had a 97 buyer, and Nobody else in this field has touched that. Um, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to use proxy here, and I'm probably going to single him to pick four. The other horses that I that I thought had a shot in here, Swift Sure for Asbusen has won uh, first two by three and a quarter and three and a half with uh, impressive buyers, 86 and 87, uh, but hasn't faced this kind of field. Uh, Sir Wellington came back out of the last race at Oakland and won, so that flattered him somewhat. But uh, step up into grade three company, Right time for a three-year-old and could be getting better, and it gets out right Ortiz. So uh, uh, if I use the second horse, it would be Swiftsure. And if I use the third horse, it would be Richard Baltus' horse, Noble Reflection, who's obviously had some issues getting to the races, but uh, broke his maiden at Oakland by four and a half on um, March 7th. So comes back in a, a little over a month, and he's trying to get to the Derby. So... Uh, he's got a shot, too. The 89 buyer jumps off the page at you as well. But I think Proxy is a solid choice here to anchor the pick four. 
Yeah, I couldn't uh, pick against Proxy either. Um, but I thought there were a couple of interesting prices in here that you, you definitely want to include on multi-race tickets. King Fury is one of them for me. This horse, uh, I think, is 10 to 1 for Kenny McPeak. Uh, they ran him in two grade ones last year. He won a stake, the street sense, at Churchill. And I remember uh, talking to uh, Kenny at one point about another horse, and he brought up this horse. And I know they were really high. thought this horse had a lot of ability and hadn't materialized yet to the level that they hoped. But sometimes horses make a big move from two to three. So I'm going to have this horse on my ticket just in case he is ready to jump up and realize the potential they have, uh, They think he has. Noble Reflection was the one I had next. Uh, I was real impressed with that last race at Oakland. Talked to Richard Baltus for uh, an interview that folks can see on, on Keelan's social media, and uh, they are very high on this horse. He said he thought the race might come up a little uh, softer than it did uh, when he decided to go here, but horses down on the inside, has speed, uh, certainly has the pedigree to stretch out. They, they don't think that's going to be any problem at all, so uh, definitely take a look at that one. And then um, the other two I had on my list were Star in My Dreams for Dallas Stewart, who has uh, played a little tougher schedule than, than Swift Sure to this point, so I went for Star in My Dreams over that one. And then I'm going to throw in Bezos just because it's Baffert, but uh, I think that horse looks a little light on numbers uh, for me. If uh, it didn't win first time out, if he had won first time out real impressively, I'd uh, be a, a little higher on him, but didn't win first time out. Won the second start, but wasn't anything dazzling, but still it is Baffert. So I'll have the horse uh, or take a, a look at having the horse on my ticket. I don't know if uh, I'm going to end up using him or not, but he's definitely one you got to consider. And then uh, that gets us to the grade one, Jenny Wiley. Mile on the 16th on the turf, Phillies and Mayors four and up. I ended up on Tama here, uh, the two horse, one of the two Chad Browns. Third start for Chad, first start this year for this horse. Went back and looked at the grade two Sands Point, and a horse could not win a race any easier than she did. And I can see why they sent her right to a grade one off of that. She was favored out in California and uh, didn't run great. But if she runs back to that first start for Chad Brown, I think she's going to be awfully hard to beat. Uh, Micheline has run well here. Has uh, you know, been very consistent at the end of her three-year-old year. So uh, I think she's the one to beat. Juliet Foxtrot always shows up here. She's been very consistent. And I think I'm going to have her. I want her on my ticket. The other Chad Brown at Twal, um, and then Maxim Rate at ten to one on the morning line. I'm going to add just because uh, she looks like she fits, and she's ten to one, so that would juice up a pick four. So I'm going to actually go almost, use almost everybody in this last leg. So how about you? I am going to use everybody in the last leg. I couldn't I couldn't toss any of these horses. Uh, I think they all fit. Um, uh, there's only six horses in here, but I think the odds board uh, is going to be. Something like the favorite may be five to two to three to one, and then I, th- I don't think you're going to get ten to one on maximum maximum rate because Rispoli's riding, and uh, if anybody's got any sense, they don't want to throw him out of any race. And so I think I think the six are are very even here, so I'm going to use them all. <coughs> Excuse me. I would take Juliet Foxtrot as the winner based on her history at Keeneland. In this race last year, she got beat by a length and a quarter to Rushing Fall. Rushing fall, if she were here, would be three to five. So she raced. She raced well here. Um, she won the first. Le- uh, she finished second in the first lady here, and she won her allowance race here. So she's in the money all three races. Uh, been off since November. She ran well in the matriarch. Only got to be a, a half length to be a Dara. 
and um, uh, actually um, beat Tama here in that race. So I, I think Brad Cox gets him ready off a layoff. A lot of things to like about Juliet Foxtrot, but uh, as you're going to see in a minute, I didn't spend much money on my pick four, so I can uh, afford to go haul here. Well, let's talk about the ticket then. How's yours look? Okay, very simple. I, used, I went one three five in the first leg with Bolo Maneri, uh Night Ops, my top pick in Silver Dust. Uh, also three deep in the Giants Causeway with Intimistic, LZ, uh, and Jakarta, one three ten. Jakarta being my top pick. And I singled the seven-horse proxy in the Lexington and took all six of them in the Jenny Wiley. So three by three by single by six is only $27 for 50 cents. Well, I went the other way. I've got an $80 ticket because I'm using Treasure Trove in the first leg. So I've got two, three, uh, then one, three, seven, ten. All the ones I mentioned in the Giants Causeway. I ended up leaving out the Baffert horse as I uh, look at my notes here. I had him in originally, and uh, the ticket was getting too pricey. So I scratched that one out. So I've got one, seven, nine, ten in the third leg, and then one, two, three, four, five in the Jenny Wiley. So that guarantees the six will win. But uh, <laughs> uh, I've got an $80 ticket there with one, two, three, five on the back end. As we noted, the 11th race finishes up the late pick five and also finishes up a late pick four. It's uh, three-year-olds going uh, seven furlongs, uh, maidens. And um, I liked uh, Private Network and Stage Raider uh, and Six Pack. Those three about equally uh, took Private Network on top, uh, making his first start at three for Walsh. Um, Stage Raiders, a Chad Brown horse that was second to Prevalence. Um, Six Pack, um, uh, I I think, has uh, come out of uh, a good race. Mr. Annoying and uh, and Cronus, I thought at a price for uh, Barkley was a little interesting as well. But uh, if uh, if you want to tighten the ticket up, you could just go with eight, seven, and three by my account. But who do you like in that maiden race? Uh, I like six packs, Catalano. I think Catalano's due for a win, and and this horse raced well first time out at Fairgrounds. Only got beat three lengths, and the horse that finished second came back and won next time out. Um, also liked uh, the horses that you mentioned. Plus one more, uh, Harvard for Rudolph Brissett on the outside. Had a 75 buyer first time out at Gulfstream. Uh, that race probably was a pretty good maiden special way to Gulfstream. So I think that sticks out. Private network for Brendan Walsh is the other logical one. So spread race. I don't think it's uh, you can narrow it down very much. So uh, if you want to play a pick five, you could play a ticket like mine and go, let's say, three deep in a pick five for 81 bucks. So... That's not too bad uh, for a pick five, and the payoff is going to be substantially better than a pick four. Best of luck with your plays on Saturday. Keep that Keeneland Select account funded in case you can't get out to the track or to a simulcast facility because you've got uh, some great plays here, and it's Arkansas Derby Day out at Oakland too. So best of luck with your wagers on Saturday. We'll be back for the Sunday edition of the In the Money podcast from KeenelandSelect.com.